Welcome to episode 172 of Tell Me Where to Turn, the podcast that laughs in the face of the Delta variant. (laughs) I am at Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter, and you can find the show at Where to Turn Pod. Uh, You can find me testing COVID negative at Glenn3 underscore 11. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. Well, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. We uh, I noticed I did my semi-annual check of iTunes. I've noticed we've been demoted to monthly, updated I monthly did see that. From semi-monthly. Oh, no. A little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but we'll get through it. For anything, we're going to deliver quantity. I mean quality. Yeah, that's right. Excuse me, I misspoke there. I have a, I have something for you guys off the top of the show. I'm, I've been faced with a conundrum. It involves racing. This is a racing podcast. I'm so glad the <laughs> no kidding was on the end there. <laughs> uh, we uh, we enjoy our race with an ing on the end of it. The uh, the Grand Prix of Nashville is nigh upon us. IndyCar series coming to town. They're going to block off the streets of downtown and host a IndyCar event. I'm interested in this. I think we might have even touched on this on a previous episode. I can't remember. But here's here's the conundrum I find myself in. I would like to know what you guys would do. Can I ask a a question at the beginning? Racing my own vehicle is not an option, but that's a good question. There's no way you follow IndyCar IRL closely, is there? No, I I do not. I okay. I follow. Does anyone? I don't think so. It's, it's a great question, actually. Yeah, that's a very niche never, group right there. I've never run into anyone that's like, man, I'm really into IndyCar, <laughs> and it's a shame too. Because like 30, 35 years ago, IndyCar was huge. But around like the, the mid-90s, the um, not so much, pal. Yeah, if you wanted to go down the 30 to 35 years ago roster, I mean, I could get Rick Mears out or Emerson Fittipaldi. Drop a Gordon John Cock on you. <laughs> Only reason we're doing this. Danny Why Sullivan. That the Alan name? Alonzo Jr.? Alancer Senior. Yeah, no, the Andretti's, as as Dave mentioned, yeah, but but no, today, I agree. Today, no, I do not follow IndyCar. This is much more, this is much more for the spectacle of it. I mean, that the fact that they're hosting a Grand Prix mere, you know, minutes away from where I work every day, and just just feels like something that would be pretty special to be a part of so and and they've been promoting it 
pretty heavily here in the local market. So I, uh, you know, I told my son, I said, hey, we'll, we'll go check this out. Now, I mean, the, the you know, limiting factor is it's going to be in August and it's going to be hot. It's a Sunday, you know, afternoon in August. But I figured, you know, maybe since it's downtown, could find a nice viewing area somewhere that might prov provide some shade. Well, I started looking into tickets and they are prohibitively expensive. Uh, much, I, I had the Dave mentality of, oh, hey, it's IndyCar, nobody cares. They're gonna be giving tickets away for free. Like there'd be some promo code and you put in, you know, <laughs> promo code wrestle and you get three free tickets. And this turned out not to be the case. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars per ticket. Oh, wow. That is really surprising. So here's here. I would have, I would have thought <laughs> if you gave them three hundred dollars, you would drive the pace car. <laughs> they would, they would. If you handed them three hundred dollars, they would, they would let you know what time your qualification run would be. <laughs> They're just like, hey, you now own the league. Congratulations. The Tommy Indy Car Series is coming to town. These are all very good points. So here's the, here's the conundrum I'm faced with. So I had pretty much resigned myself last week to I'm, n I'm not going because I'm not going to spend $500 plus to go out and bake in the heat to watch a racing series where there's only one driver I know. And the reason I know him is because he was a 100-time NASCAR world champion that's now living out his post-retirement dreams. Talking about Jimmy, of course, yes. for those of you uninformed. But I got the email at work today, and it said um, my company being one of the larger employers in Nashville, they, uh, they have provided an opportunity where employees can take, well, I guess it's a Sunday in this case. You, you could actually do it Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So I think the idea of taking time away from work is not as applicable. But you can serve as a volunteer host for the race, and they will assign you a responsibility that would involve either working in the stands, helping people find their seats, checking people in at one of the many VIP areas, or doing check-in in the garage area. Huh. Would but, you do this but you opportunity don't, knowing that you don't know where you're going to be assigned? Uh, not a chance. Because one of them sounds kind of fun and the other two just sound like work. And I don't like work. They also sound hot. Now, would could I tempt you with you would get two complimentary race polos, a logoed lanyard, and free meals, and a 30-minute break? Yeah, you're going to get a race polo that's yellow and says staff <laughs> on the back. I would honestly rather just go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get like a a 10 piece and surprise and watch the race on TV. Well, it well, depends on which Buffalo the one Wild that would actually Wings. seat me. <laughs> well, I think I'm leaning towards where you guys are at. The mitigating factor for me is I had already decided I wasn't going. And then my, uh, my coworker, my racing running buddy, the Asian tiger woods, he uh, he's already signed up for all three days. He's so fired up about this. I think it would be a tremendous beating if you were essentially ushering at the IRL race. 
Like I think you would hate your life. Well, the reason the reason that uh, I think I'm going to opt out is based on our experience at Circuit of the Americas because I feel like if I was working the grandstands, it might be incumbent upon me when the guy stands up and yells the most offensive of words. <laughs> That I might be the one responsible for helping escort him off the premises, which is why I've decided I'm going to opt out. And if you need more on that story, please go back and listen to our last episode. Or actually, two episodes ago. Excuse me. I agree with Glenn. You know, just at a high level, it does sound like a lot of work. But in the back of my mind, I keep thinking, you may get there as an usher and have to point one guy be like, Hey, there's there's your seat, Jim, and then you're free right, the rest and then of the I'm day. watching the race for free. So the counterpoint would be like at at TMS, the staff there, there's the usher staff is very it's very hit or miss whether they appear to be doing anything whatsoever. And there are some that are helping people find their seats and they're making sure, "Hey, don't stand in the aisles" and stuff like that. And then there are others that pretty sure they just put on the free polo and just kind of walk around or just stand there and, and watch the race. So I, I think you would have that option. No, and that's that's why I did give it some thought. But I I think ultimately I'm going to opt out of this, and then I'll get a full report from the uh, individual who did it and, and find out if I made a big life mistake or not. About three days. That's... That's either going to be great or a just tremendous mistake on his part. Three days in a row. Speaking of tremendous mistakes. Uh-oh. Did you travel to uh, somewhere to find out if someone might still be podcast aware? <laughs> uh, what was the result of that mission? Well, I, I did. I, I've had... Uh, between, I guess it was the last Saturday in June and one week ago, I had many travels through the states of of Texas and New Mexico and Colorado and Wyoming and South Dakota. Oh my gosh! On the on on wow. the road trip, you guys think it'd be pretty kick ass to go on a road trip with with your wife <laughs> and your eight year old, your six year old, and your thirteen year old nephew. All staying in the same hotel room. Does that sound like awesome fun to you? <laughs> All of this was done by car? Every bit of it? Uh, yeah, until I flew home. <laughs> was that planned? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was planned because they're all still gone. They don't get back for... It should be two days. Might be three. Oh, boy. I'd like to come over there with the black light. <laughs> it is... Yeah, <laughs> like just this whole ceiling. It's just, just a glowing like you just you, it looks it looks like uh just a radioactive zone from Chernobyl up there. It's just a faith-based brazzers over here yeah. in North Dallas. <laughs> so you you I I mean understanding that there were stops along the way, but you by car yeah. traveled from Texas to South Dakota. Uh yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I'm I'm so out on that. I'm I'm gonna go back and sign up for the IndyCar race. That's how out on my I am on this. <laughs> it was actually, it was it was pretty fun, and um, yeah, several stops along the way. The uh, the biggest portion of the week we were in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is, you know, beautiful country 
up there in mountain land. And my, my niece was actually playing in like a 14 and under like national softball tournament, which surprisingly pretty entertaining. And I was, I was pretty locked in. Um, the, the biggest surprise out of that whole thing as of all the games that, you know, went to and watched no slap hitting each it was all line up and swing away. I was, I was quite shocked. I have to, I have to backtrack on some of my um, softball opinions. Was the uh, How game's the, outcome uh, dictated by the parents. starting pitching, or was offense no. settling this? It was okay. So to your question, it was primarily offense, and to point break Dave's question, no parent confrontations like whatsoever. And no, I would have lost that. Bet. No big outbursts, and this is just the games that that I was at. So it was like four or five games uh, during the course of the time there before they were eliminated. And Ooh, I actually ran British. into, uh, yeah, uh, they made it to like day two of the elimination stage of the tournament, but not beyond that. Um, and this was your niece. Yeah. If on a scale of one to ten, you had to rank. How much them going out her was her fault? <laughs> so like ten being like did she just ruin it? Nelson Cruz, two thousand eleven, or Bill Buckner? <laughs> um, uh, when it when it uh, boils down to the very last game, it would probably be uh, about a one because I, I guess. You can designate it hit for any position because she was playing in left field, but she wasn't batting. If that makes sense, and it was a kind of a surprise to me as well, but that that that's what happened. Huh. So, but the parent thing, I actually um, kind of bumped into one of the umpires that did a couple of the games, and I, I asked him that question, like. Like I've been to a few of these and I was expecting like I was expecting parents to be like at each other's throat or somebody trying to climb a fence. And uh I asked him if he had experienced any of that. And of course he has, this guy had in his experience of doing that. But in that tournament he's like, No, everything's fine, you know, no issues. And it's it's teams from like I don't know if it's the entire country, but as far away as Hawaii and I don't know about the the Eastern Shore, but there was a team from Minnesota there. Um, they played teams that were more, I guess, close to that area. Um, but the teams from California were all apparently awesome, even though I didn't see any of them. But it was a good time. Um, to your point on podcast awareness, yes, I did happen to attend a uh, Colorado Rockies baseball game and and was asked during the course of that time around – Maybe about four innings in. Uh, do you still do Tommy's podcast? <laughs> I was like, yes, I still do. So on occasion. In this in this narrative, so much blame has been assigned to me that it's now my podcast, even though the offending comments were clearly, clearly made by you, as we've reviewed in great detail. Um, not the. Uh, <laughs> Not the your ask your dad if that's what you're talking about. That was not me at all. Man, I think I would have gone with the 
No, no, that thing ended a long time right. ago. Yeah. Because now we're going to have to go edit this episode. Nah. We're all good. Did you enjoy any craft beer or homemade telecommunications equipment? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had a couple of very tall Coors Originals at, at Coors Field on the day of. And it was a, it was a game that... Um, we experienced basically like extreme heat and then like a, a massive rainstorm for like 15 or 20 minutes and then a cool front and then it got hot again at the end. So we experienced like everything but winter during the course of this baseball game. Wow. But it was a, how is the, it's a good time. How was the first aid tent at Coors didn't have to visit that didn't uh didn't see if they had one um those days are (laughs) Sunday might be a test but I think those days are (laughs) firmly behind me oh man anything else of note happened on this trip because I saw on Twitter that there might have been some type of petty crime that occurred on this trip. Yes. Do we need to talk about would you this? Like to hear the, would you like to hear the story of the wallet? Yes. Mm. So, I think it was, uh, it wasn't the last night that we were in Fort Collins. I think it was the next to last night. Because it was the night before we went to the baseball game, which has no relevance on the rest of the story, but I'm just thinking it through here. So, we had uh the kid the the my in-laws were staying at a different hotel than we were and theirs had a pool ours did not so we took the kids over there they were swimming blah 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 and uh time kind of got away from us all of a sudden you look and it's like 8 30 and the kids are like hey what's for dinner and you know we're like ah We've been eating like fast food and at restaurants like every night. So we're like, we don't want to do that. Plus, the, you know, they got their swim clothes on. So we had this idea, hey, let's just go to Walmart. Let's just get, we had a microwave in our hotel. How beaten is this? Let's just get like a bunch of TV dinners and we'll just heat those up for the kids and find a movie and just let them do that and, then, you know, get everybody to bed. So this story makes me sad. Yeah. This is this is desperation, is what this is. It gets worse. So we go we go to Walmart. Did the did the gun jam? <laughs> I didn't have a resistance band with me. <laughs> so we go to Walmart, and uh, it's me, 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 the wife, the two boys, and I've still got our, our nephew with us. So uh, me and my nephew, he had bought something. I can't remember what it was. But he needed to exchange it. So we went to do that while the wife and kids went to get some stuff that they needed. And ultimately, we were just going to we were gonna meet up. So we do that, come back, find them. Um, she's looking at something. I can't remember what it was. Then we go over to the freezer aisle for the main event to pick out dinner for the night. <laughs> and you know, we find all that. And she'd gotten a couple things. We needed, you know, we needed some, I think she'd got bread for, because we would stop when we would drive one place to the other. And instead of eating lunch at like an Arby's every single time, we'd like stop and make sandwiches just to save a little money. 
kind of not doing well over here. So I'm, I'm becoming she had that. concerned. Do you need? Do you mean to Venmo you some money? <laughs> so she had her wallet with her, and it was underneath the the bread, like in the top of the little uh, whatever deal cart. It's the best place to keep shop. It. Well, hey, don't get me started in the shopping <laughs> cart. So we pick out all of our stuff, and then that's it. Like we're we're done. We have all of our stuff. We're going this. We're going to the hotel. Dinner, movie. Everybody goes to sleep. She walks back to the cart, and then I hear, "Where's my wallet?" And I'm like, "Okay, so now let's flash back to about two weeks prior." And no one ever tell her that I'm telling this, but. I immediately just come give the biggest eye roll of all time because like two weeks prior we were at an academy and we were looking at shoes the boys needed some new shoes and stuff and just looking for various other things before we went on the trip and um, we get to to pay at the end and I'm looking at her and I'm like she was definitely carrying a wallet when she came in here and now she's got two completely free hands and I'm like <laughs> where's your wallet at? And she looks at me with this panicked look. And she just left it on some just random, like, aisle and, and rack next to, like, a, a Yeti cooler or something. So when she's like, oh, my God, where's my wallet? I'm thinking, okay, it's, like, next to the sunglasses somewhere just sitting there. So I start to backtrack everywhere that they've been. Don't find it anywhere. Walking all over the place. So then it starts to set in that, okay, somebody took her wallet at some point in time that she's been in the store. I'm like, all right, uh, okay, what, sh- what should we look at here? Um, they stole the wallet. If you stole a wallet, what would you do? Well, at first... Did they steal the bread? <laughs> no, the bread is still there. So we can eat. We just don't have any money. So, so I was just thinking you might be looking for somebody carrying bread. But... <laughs> no. So my detective work. The first thought was, okay, if somebody has this, they're going to walk out and they're going to take whatever they want out of it and they're just going to dump it in a they're just dropping it in a trash can. So, guess who inside and out looked I didn't dig down in, but at least opened up and looked in every single trash can inside and outside of this Walmart. Wow. This guy Given the decline of this story, that may be good practice for coming months. <laughs> it might be. The other thing that was the biggest panic in this whole deal was, but like kind of, um, I think I had gone around the store and looked and then came back and said, I don't see it anywhere that you've been. And then she was like, well, you know, it's got, it's got some money, it's got credit cards, it's got ID, it's all of that. He's like, she's like, it's got my key fob for the car in it too. Oh no. And so then I make the long walk out to the parking lot with the, my mind, the expectation is my car is gone. I'm on a road trip and my vehicle (laughs) has been stolen, but it was still out there. And we had an extra, we had, you have a key. Yes. Because the lady that lives here for free is notorious for, wallet endangerment and misplacing <laughs> keys so i definitely took mine as well did you alert security uh not yet but by the time i had looked around inside the store I take a little little trash can venture in the store 
Then we notified, hey, here's what happened. It may have been stolen. Maybe we set it somewhere. You know, they notify employees to look for it, you know, that type of thing. They take all my information and, hey, if we find it, we'll let you know. Then I go out and I'm like dry because I'm like, how many trash cans do you have out in the parking lot? And the guy's like, I don't know. There's kind of one like every other row or so. So I'm driving up and down the parking lot and stopping at every trash can and looking in there to see to see if it's in there. And then walk through several aisles in the store, but not every single one of them, which I later regretted. And then at some point, um, I because I had a key and I could I could drive the car, I took the boys back to the hotel and all that while the wife was staying there as they were kind of, she was looking for it, employees were looking for it. So in the end, it gets to, we get there at like 8.30. I mean, this is like 11 o'clock. They're closing the Walmart for the evening, and we still haven't found it. And I'm like, we just have to go. Like, we can't we can't stay here. <laughs> like, these people are going home. Um, but they have, you know, like an overnight staff that's going to either clean up or, you know, stock stuff late tonight, early in the morning. And they were told, you know, kind of what to look for. So... We leave, get to the hotel. I've already turned off all the credit cards and stuff that we have. Like, there's no charges. All of them are deactivated. So, really, the only thing is whatever cash was in there. Um, there was some old gift cards in there that all were at least partially used. So, <laughs> like, you know, there's like four bucks on, on a Chick-fil-A card. And... uh the other thing was just like her driver's license and stuff, which I was like, well, that's a big hassle. It's a tremendous hassle for you and not me. But yeah, that's really right. going to suck when you have Sounds to. Sounds bad for you, though. When you have to go do that. So yeah. we go back to the hotel, and by now it's at least 11.30, 11.45 or so. We hadn't been back that long. Uh, we get a phone call, and an employee found it like two or three aisles away from where we think it was stolen from and all somebody did was grab it they pulled the cash out the gift cards out of it and then they just set it on set it next to i don't know the apple jacks on <laughs> on aisle seven and uh we they were closed so they, they just put it somewhere and with her like information and stuff with it and we went first thing the next morning and got it and basically we lost Two hundred dollars, and you know, probably about twenty-three bucks in gift cards, and otherwise, no harm done. So this is going to be a uh, controversial question, but is it possible that she left it somewhere, and then somebody pillaged it because she left it somewhere, or do we think somebody invaded the sanctity of your cart? We think <laughs> our theory is that at the time in the freezer aisle where everyone was making their selections that she had been she had been marked as they say in the 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 thief business okay and as we were all distracted somebody walked by there and had already seen like that she had put it there in the under the under the bread the infamous bread yeah the bread and had swiped it and just walked off. And by the time we all walked back and she looked for it, it was too late. Hmm. Hmm. Can I uh, can I interject something? Yes. The thief in this instance that marked her. 
the perp um, needs to get better at their selection because nothing about the scenario that you painted this picture would have been like these people probably have money <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that is that is very that is very fair and I mean, then the in, other thing in this case they were genius because Glenn's got a ton of money <laughs> but just given the facts they could see poor choice yeah and all they were getting was cash because I mean, I'm talking within within minutes of okay I think the most likely scenario uh, is that the wallet has been stolen everything that could be purchased charged etc via electro- electronic means had been 100% shut down so all they were doing was getting some 20s and being able to try to use my wife's driver's license as a fake ID. So they did take the driver's license? No. It was just a swipe the cash and they and just and just dropped it. That was it. So next So question. I'm assuming as this is the case with me that the husband and wife credit cards and debit cards are linked together. So did this create a challenge for you the rest of the trip to have no working credit or debit no because um i called our uh credit and or banking institution and let them know what was going on and that i had turned everything off just through just through the mobile just through the app the pause that, not cancel yeah yeah, yeah 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 i didn't cancel them you can just basically deactivate them you can turn them on and off but but i had let them know um that i had done that and where we were at and they went through and they were like, well, there's this charge. There's, the, <laughs> there's, there's this, there, what is this bang bus charge? I'm like, that's, yes, that's me. <laughs> it's more of a uh, recurring charge, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said. I was like, it's on there every month. What do you, what are you yeah, questioning this now? I'm surprised by this. You've been yeah, seeing this no since kidding. the, uh... are you kidding me? Eight ninety nine. That's a great deal. Um, <laughs> And then I told him where we were because I told him if we if we find it I'm turning everything back on and if you see stuff in Colorado don't shut down my card so no it didn't present it didn't present a challenge and you subsequently have turned everything back on and no oh yeah no malfeasance no so they honest, really they really did and I'm assuming you didn't have this thing stuffed with cash well there was there was cash that was given to us by my sister-in-law for like the money that we would spend while my nephew was traveling with us on like food and stuff like that, that it would cover, you know, whatever he consumes or requires. But honestly, I didn't even know we had it. So I didn't really care that we were spending money on admission and food and stuff for him because I just thought that was part of the deal. So in my mind, it's kind of a, kind of a net neutral here. (laughs) They didn't, they didn't hurt me at all. So, so she gives final... you money to like, make sure this kid's well taken care of. You pocket the money. You feed him TV dinners so that you can <laughs> maximize your profit. And then you cock up this story about the wallet being stolen. And then, I, you know, and then pay hard. yourself as the good guy. Be like, hey, I mean, I was planning on paying for him anyways. So, I mean, it doesn't even, it's no skin off my back. And then I bet 200 on the under at the Cardinals-Rockies <laughs> game. See, Never been under in Coors. What are you doing? I won that day on the under. Wow. I was wondering if uh, 
the term inside job if old nephew may have walked out with a new Nerf gun or something. Let me tell you something. If he's pulling an inside job, he's pulling an inside job on life. If he's got the capability to to pull this off. God love him. So how did you enjoy being in a regulated regulated sports betting market? I was... <laughs> well, to say I was out of control would be would be over overstating it but it consumed a pretty significant part of my day and or attention like where i would usually start the day with um hey let's see the matchups let's see uh let's see let's pick three or four teams we want to stack up tonight i was looking at it and being like there's no way this Tigers White Sox game is not going over eight and a half runs, <laughs> and and a couple days I was just way off, and then a couple more days. That's why I don't need it because, and then I was thinking about it. My biggest problem with sports betting is not like the wins or wins and loss type of thing. It's just like I don't bet stuff heavily enough with, with that I have confidence in. I bet everything kind of even. Whether I'm like, oh yeah, this is really good, or oh, I'll just take a shot at this. So I usually end up about, like I'll be there, I was there all week, and I was like, I lost a little bit, but not really much at all. But then I, I, there were some games, I'm like, I was, I felt 100% confident in this team winning, or this going over. Why didn't I like load up on that game, being so confident? That's, that's, what, that's why I'm not good at it. Just messes with your mind. Yeah. Did you take advantage of any of the crazy promotions? Did you get to bet a dollar to win a hundred or anything like that? No, I was messing with that, and I, I I didn't. The one that I was tempted to do was the bet the six hundred bucks, where it gives you three hundred DK dollars just for doing it. And I couldn't find anything that I, but I wasn't going to do your method of. Uh, it just sounds like a lot of work of betting both sides of it, just so you. You get the three hundred DK dollars in the end. I don't. I don't like. I don't like logic. I like to roll the dice. I like the juice. I'll tell you what the um, British Open has sure presented a lot of promo opportunities for me here in the last twenty four hours. But yeah, you would you would have a very hard time because whenever there's a big event, well, the McGregor fight was one of them that depending on what angle you wanted to take, there was so much promotion around it that you know i was on both sides of the fight for the ma- you know max that they would take on all these different promos but I, I was in a position by the time the fight started that I, I mean i was winning hundreds of dollars regardless of what happened yeah i mean it was it was unbelievable because they they use those big events to sucker you in well for whatever reason they've they've gotten real uh nationalistic with the british open promos so like you know, it's like, hey, who's going to be the highest Asian finisher in the tournament? And we'll, you know, we'll whatever, you know, whatever you bet, we'll, we'll, you know, double on top of it. And there's one bet that said, if you bet on any American to win the tournament, if, if, uh, if they don't win, but another American does, we'll just give you your money back. Man. But then I called uh, I called immigration to see if they could fast track John Rahm's uh, residency, visa. his yeah. visa. But uh, I was told no, so I 
decided to go easy on that one. I'm not sure, especially uh, using DraftKings, not that I didn't play any like daily fantasy sports while I was in Colorado, but it was like 95% betting and 5% DFS stuff. So I don't know if if that was the if that was the way it was in Texas. I don't know if I would continue on that path, but yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead. I'm just going to bet the games. I'm not going to yeah. worry about putting in lineups it, and stuff. It's definitely shown me that that DFS to a to a degree was the gateway drug, and sports betting's the heroin because I played when I, when we were in Texas and before Tennessee was regulated. I played DraftKings baseball every single day and now i maybe play once or twice a week because i'm betting so many games uh now i still play golf religiously and nascar because they're you know it's a weekend event but as far as just that daily juice you got to have just to keep you keep you alive you know like the lemon wedge of life kind of a thing uh i've certainly replaced that with with the sports betting versus the the dfs it's very user-friendly too they make it very easy. Oh my gosh! And they and then, link the and then accounts. If you, they, if you need help, they'll send you a nice push alert and just be like, "Hey, we've already picked out a parlay for you. Just tap here and we'll bet it for you. You're like you don't even have to do anything. We've already figured Man. it out for you." Yeah, that that was my issue. Was uh, well, first off, because I was like, "Okay, I'm going to try this," and so I download the sportsbook app, and I'm like, "Okay, I guess I got to deposit money." But oh no, they link it all. Shared it's all on your DraftKings. Exactly. I'm like, how easy is this? This is fantastic. I'm placing bets. I'm on the road. Just cross the state line. And I'm placing bets inside our our non-luxury SUV. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Something caught my throat. I'm okay. Dave. Yes. Did you celebrate freedom this year? Dude, so much celebration of freedom. Because freedom isn't free. I am aware of that. No, it was a. Uh, it was funny because, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy, but I believe July fourth, twenty twenty, we were in Vegas. Correct. Yeah, we were. We were laughing in the face of the Delta variant. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> no, because I bring that up just to say this was our first um, year um, to do any kind of July 4th things since we moved to Austin. Because we moved after July 4th in 2019. We were in Vegas last year. And when we lived uh, when we lived in Plano in the Dallas area, used to do the little uh, local July 4th parade that they had, kids like that. So, kind of looking around, and sure enough, uh, Round Rock, which is a suburb near where we live in North Austin, had a parade. So, we went out there and, you know, generic parade. Kids basically are just standing there waiting for, you know, Jim Smith's car dealership float to come by and toss candy to them. So, we did that. And then... We became aware of that out near Dell Diamond in Round Rock, which is the minor league uh, baseball stadium. They have a big carnival that night and fireworks. So we're like, all right, sounds like a plan. So 
load up the kids that night and apparently it goes all day but we went late because the kids wanted to see the fireworks and I didn't want to stay out there all day so we get there and I was going to say it was the sparest carnival but it really wasn't like the carnival itself like the you know the I guess as a whole was good but the carnival rides were the sparest thing you guys could ever imagine so we get there and we walk in the main oh quick aside we walk, we walk in the main like entrance like right when you you first walk in and there's like people like mobbing everyone that you when as soon as you walk in they're like oh come over here the city council's giving away free ice cream so you go over there and they have a tent and a table and they're handing out ice cream sandwiches but they like you couldn't get away we're the city council we want to give you free ice cream so I had to sit the kids down explain to them that the government can't give anything for free <laughs> the government doesn't make any money okay what they do is they take money from people like us so we actually paid for this ice cream we overpaid <laughs> because the government is bloated and inefficient at everything they did so man I would it, hate to be one of your kids like let them have their ice cream let them have their free ice cream. It was a good life lesson for the kids, but <clears throat> it's like Ben Shapiro's their dad. <laughs> so we take them over to the carnival. Everything's rides, a teachable moment, and you know it's the you know state fair system where you have to buy you know tickets you know, and so you buy you know because if you pay buy twenty dollars worth or whatever, it gives you two extra tickets, whatever. So we do that. So then we get a good look at these rides, and I, I can't explain to you. So one was literally like just like a steel beam that wasn't even that wasn't even painted. It was just like that rust color, and the guy <laughs> the guy had welded like two chairs to the side of it, and it just kind of slowly spun around. So two kids, and it wasn't even motorized. Like the guy spun it. Oh no. <laughs> So, there's that. Then they have, like, a, um, basically, like, a, I mean, it's like an inflatable square, right? Like, you know, and not like a bounce house, because the middle's just grass, just like a border. And inside, they just have, like, planks of wood for a mini golf course. But there's no holes. They're just, like, flags, and you, like, it was the worst thing. So... Anyways, we're walking around at my kids, and the other thing is, like, you're waiting in line for, like, 25 minutes. It's like it's Disney World, but then when you get up there, it's just... <laughs> you're just sitting in a chair. Yes. So, there's one that's, uh, is like, it's an inflatable. It looks like a big bounce house, and my kids want to do that, so we walk over there, and we get in line. And what it was, and I'm really... It's kind of surprising the way they did it. So it's it's a cylinder, okay? Mm, okay. With about half half a sphere on top. <laughs> okay. So it looks exactly like what you're thinking it looks like. But okay. what it was is you, the kid gets in there, and there's like a little harness. And then the... Uh, a guy, you know, turns on like a, you know, 
the air blower that blows up a um, bounce house. Well, apparently the cylinder is sealed off enough that it it's blowing air in there, which inflates the half sphere and slowly lifts the kit up a little bit, like a hot air okay. hot air balloon. And then, but that's really backwards because shouldn't the cylinder be what gets bigger? <laughs> <laughs> but so this is this is the most. Uh, I guess, I don't know what you, like, this is the only thing that actually, like, isn't just a piece of metal, right? Like, this is somewhat legitimate, so the kid raises up maybe six (laughs) feet, and the way they lower him down is the guy just has, like, the little door they get in that's Velcroed, and he just opens it, and all the air rushes out, and then they kind of slowly drop back down. (laughs) That's called the refractory period, is that right? Do I remember that correctly? It, was this the carnival that was just put on by the people in the tent cities? <laughs> Dude, did they build this? The tent cities are way more outfitted oh. than this. So, yeah, so they ride that. So, it's, you know, whatever, three tickets. It's essentially $3 for this ride each. So, we pay our tickets. They do this generic ride. They get out a generic ride. We look around. They are taking down all the other rides. Because <laughs> it's now like, I don't know, 8.30. So we have like this handful of tickets that are only good for these rides. <laughs> and we rode one. Um, but what was funny, so there was actually another, down at the far end, there was other stuff still super spare, but they were still active, so... Uh, my wife took the kids down there and uh, she was like, well, why don't you, you know, go find a spot to watch the fireworks, right? So we go up there or I go up and I'm kind of looking around and there's this big hill and there's kind of people setting up chairs and stuff. So kind of look around and where I think they're going to be shooting the fireworks off of. And there's, you know, people kind of congregating in the area where I was looking. So I was like, all right, this must be must be a good spot but we've never been there before so i go over there i set up our little you know chairs and i somehow picked the you know four square feet that everyone that walks up assumes the guy sitting here knows everything about the fireworks so i'm sitting there and the guy comes up to me he's like hey uh so is this a really good spot to watch the fireworks and i was like it's like, man, you know, I don't know. This is my first year. Oh, okay. And he walks off. You just said, you just said, yeah, it's under the sky. <laughs> so it probably should work. And then, uh, yeah, like, so then, like, another person comes, and this guy with, like, this huge, like, camera with, like, the big, like, scoping lens, like, comes up. He's like, hey, I'm trying to get some pictures. Is this a good spot? It's like, oh, man, I don't know. You're like, pictures of what? <laughs> <laughs> The large cylinder has been deflated. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. I'm just here for the steel beam ride. But what was funny was, I've, when this was actually, I've had two moments this past week like this. So the fourth guy comes up, and now I'm I'm over it, right? He comes up. There's a couple actually, and they're like, "Is this a good place?" And I was like, "This is this is the best spot." 
Like we, I've I come here every year, and this is the best spot. And what's funny is like the people sitting right in front of me who've heard me tell the last three people I've never been there before. Like the guy kind of looks at it and shoots me this like knowing nod, like that away. Yeah, there you go. But very nice. Question is that who asked that question? Is yeah. this a good spot? But you'll enjoy this. the The other time I got a a knowing nod from a guy was we went to another uh, FC Austin game. Took the family this time on the uh, on the corporate seats. But at one, I guess it was during halftime. They started playing uh, over the PA system. Uh, trying to remember the name of is it Voodoo Child? Was that the Hogan theme? The Hollywood Hogan? Yeah, it was a Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> it's true. So they start playing that, and my wife is, we have the two kids in the middle, and I just look over at her, and I give her the four life hand sign. And the guy <laughs> sitting on the other side, like, sees me do it, and he just looks at me, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then and then he took off his belt and started playing it like a guitar. <laughs> that would have been amazing. But yeah, I mean that was. Is that a? No, I was gonna. No, you go ahead and finish. No, I was say, finish that was fireworks pretty story. Much, uh, pretty much it for. Uh, the only other thing was super weird. I don't know who they had running the music, but before the fireworks, they just had you know speakers set up, and obviously it's you know suburb July Fourth carnival, right? So it's all families, and the dude playing the music getting into some kind of weird poppy hip hop stuff then decides to play a country song where the chorus of it is yeah my girl <laughs> likes doing it to country music <laughs> like just constantly <laughs> it was really bizarre but uh yeah not sure I'll go back but we did it uh we have frozen dave well I'm sure that Big Carnival heard enough of what he had to say and shut that down real quick. I'll tell you what, if I travel to another fireworks show that's not that doesn't have sprint cars racing in a circle before it, I'll be disappointed if I have to attend another one. I think fireworks are among the most overrated things on planet that? Earth. Right next to Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Well, my uh, my fireworks story is very short. We uh, went to a show. We were we were visiting in laws, small town USA. I mean, very small. Went to the fireworks show at the Baptist Church. Uh, the guy was shooting him off a trailer that was probably thirty feet. So yes, we did have a good seat, <laughs> and they were just violently exploding over our heads. I mean, it was it was. It was loud. I mean, v- like you, you really appreciated the violence of the firework explosion. And uh, sitting there, had to get earmuffs for the kids. Uh, and then my wife's dad leans over to me and he says, uh, can you believe this is what those liberals were firing at the police in Portland every night? <laughs> Fireworks? And I was like, F and A, man. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Antifa. What are they uh what are they thinking? So, it was a fireworks show at the Baptist Church. Yeah. Is it is it 
kind of the same as when they have a haunted house at the Baptist church and there's like a big abortion part of it. It's just like to freak you out. They didn't have that. They didn't have the abortion firework. No. Okay. It's, it's a question. That's it. Unbelievable. Speaking of fireworks, you guys have a big weekend planned. I'm, I'm very sad to miss this. Well, like everything, it's your own fault. You're going to be in Dallas the day before. <laughs> that is a that is a weird coincidence. It's Sunday though, right? Yeah, it's Sunday. Okay, so really, yeah, really, uh, that'd be tricky. It'd be hard to pull off. Oh, well, well, I mean, you're getting older. But yeah, I, no, I, I mean, think you could get you know, it done. Like, yeah, I mean, there's like this lack of motivation. Thing. It's it's hard to explain. Live crowds are back. And you guys are going to be a part of this at the Dickies Arena. Yes. This is this is I, big, you guys. I mean, this is this is I, big. I literally cannot wait. I've been every single day. I wake up, and I'm like, it's this many more days before WWE Money in the Bank, and now we're we're within four, yes. and I am hyped. I I feel like the the crowd is just going to be red hot because everybody's been waiting to get back out right i mean this is it doesn't even really matter what they're putting on i i think people are just going to be so amped for it it's going to be just off the hook no it's going to be it's going to be great we have great seats super pumped about that uh, i also think glenn because you're going to raw right yeah the next night i'm taking the boys think, to monday night raw i think you may be in for a treat because i feel like you know like we've talked about usually the raw after mania is where they kind of unveil some new stuff i think the first raw in front of a live crowd i think it's gonna be a good one i think so too i'm uh very excited there's rumors and, uh, online of a new set for raw too so you may have that to look forward to. really that's what i'm wow not confirmed but i'm seeing rumors that there could be a new set I'm hoping that uh, our seats were right at, right along the entrance ramp. Um, I'm hoping we're on the most common like camera angle side, if that makes sense. So people might be able to spot <laughs> people might be able to spot us on the cock <laughs> on uh, on Sunday evening. Oh yes, as a TV term. Oh, believe, believe me, I'll be I'll have the cock out and running. <laughs> Just looking for us. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be looking for you. Um, we want do you want to preview? Yeah, let's get money a in the bank just real quick. This is big. This is big. This is this is the first. I guess if we can still call them pay per views. Uh, live yeah, crowds are actually so. returning at SmackDown Friday, but no, this is this is this is big. So, what what do we have? Uh, what do we have on the card? What is in store? For the traveling party, which, by the way, Muscle Matt, I know of the Swole Society will be there. Yes. The fake Paul Bearer will be there. You guys, so sidebar about Paul Bearer real fast. <laughs> I love Paul Bearer. He and I go Agree. Way back. You guys all sent me the shirts that you're going to be wearing. You didn't want to show each other because you're looking to pop the crowd. Yes. So <laughs> I see Glenn's and I'm like, all right. I see Dave's. I'm like, oh, that's going to be hard to top. I see Paul Bearer's shirt, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you paid money for that? Oh, no. 
Do you get the No Way Jose basketball jersey? <laughs> he's either he's either a genius or he's really missed the mark. I'll let you guys decide. Okay. But I'm I'm definitely on team missed the mark. <laughs> oh no. It's an indie car polo. <laughs> it's his staff on the back. What uh what do we have what do we have in store Sunday night, gentlemen? All right. Let's just real quick prediction and preview. So I think we have the Raw Women's Championship. We have Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley. Any thoughts? My just real quick hit. Who do you think is going to win? My prediction is Rio Ripley wins, and I am having to hold Glenn back from climbing the barricade. <laughs> my uh, my prediction is the ultimate winner will be the prosecuting attorney that is uh, put on the case to sentence Glenn for indecency, uh, public indecency, and unwanted sexual advances. Give me the rip. I give also, me the riptide in this, by the way. I will also pick the riptide, and then it's either this is an either or. It's I, I'm I know I'm going to be disappointed when it doesn't happen, but I feel like it's a lock that either Ripley's winning, and then either Sunday after she wins, or Monday when she's cutting a promo, that Becky Lynch's music is going to hit. And the crowd, we're all going to be hugging each other, (laughs) lifting muscle mat on our shoulders. And the world, everything is good in the world. Like that's happening Sunday or Monday night is is my prediction. I like it. Um, Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. I'll take Lashley. Have you guys watched Raw yet? I have not watched this one. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I did. So Raw ends with what could be a breakup of Lashley and MVP. And it if can't happen. they do that, that is the dumbest thing. Like, they work well together. Lashley needs that mouthpiece. Yeah. But I think Lashley wins. They're not going to do the Kofi mania again. They've done no, that. No, no. I'm, I'm in agreement here. Got a Lashley. Yeah, I think Lashley winning this. I think Lashley's gonna win. I, I don't know where they're going if they're gonna, because that seems to be kind of on shaky ground um, between him and MVP. Another theory, and this is, I think this pay per view along with the Royal Rumble is like the best for fantasy booking because <laughs> there's so many directions you can go. Yeah. And and one theory that I heard this week was. Uh, there's been a lot of talk between Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods and Lashley and MVP about like they're they've been you know feuding, but there's like a mutual respect between the two as well. And then there's the idea that the new day or the current version of it is going to turn heel, and that's your new hurt business. That Lashley's going to beat Kofi, but then they decide to join up. Mm. With Lashley and MVP, and that's the Hurt Business moving forward. That's interesting. I had, and this, I haven't read this anywhere. This was just in my own head. Because Lashley's beat up Xavier pretty good a few different weeks. He beats Kofi pretty bad. And then when they do the draft or the shakeup or whatever, Lashley and Big E end up on the same program. And Big E gets the title and also revenge for his New Day brothers. 
Okay. That could that could work out as well. I, I like um, uh, I like the heel New Day working a long program to next year's WrestleMania against the reformed Forgotten Sons. <laughs> <laughs> Not a day goes by <laughs> that you don't tell us, hey, they need to bring back the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> okay. Uh <clears throat> The other uh, universal title match, Edge versus the head of the table, the tribal chief, the leader of us all, Roman Reigns. The man with so much clout that DWIs just disappear. (laughs) He didn't get one. No, but his program, the the trajectory they have him on and the, the cast of characters they need to keep him on that rocket ship is so strong. Even a fourth DWI in the Samoan dynasty doesn't matter. Of course, I'm going to take the head of the table over Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Reigns, and I hope he wins in convincing fashion. It's definitely Reigns, and I've become more and more of a fan of this character and this run the longer that it's gone. So, I mean, there's going to be several moments where I'm, uh, you know, saluting, maybe a little pop, whatever you want to, but whenever the head of the table music hits, the arms will be in the air and I will be, I will be acknowledging our tribal chief. I, but yeah, Reigns is I will as well. Here's a bit that I think would be funny. Uh, they have there is precedent for someone to try to cash in the money in the bank the same night they win it I think it was done at Mania when they used to do the money in the bank match at Mania but what I want is you know Reigns and Edge to have a good match Reigns wins and then whoever won the money in the bank earlier in the night like runs out with it and Reigns just kind of stands up and stares him down and then they just walk back like they don't even try it. <laughs> I don't hate that. No, not terrible. Um, okay, so the women's money in the bank ladder match. So I think we have Zelina Vega, Oscar, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, or she's known Nikki as something Ash. else now, right? Nikki Ash. Um, the great Liv Morgan. Saw her this morning. Um, uh, I see her every day. Um, Natalia. And then I think we still have a mystery. I think we have one that's still an unknown. Is that going to be Becky? Is it going to be Sasha? Is it going to be Sasha? Is it going to be Rousey? I don't... It's not going to be Rousey. If that happens, I'll charter a jet. (laughs) (laughs) He comes crashing through the roof. They're going to have to replace the roof of Dickies. <laughs> oh, because it's already blown <laughs> off, so you're actually just going to land comfortably. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm really not sure who who they're going to go with here. I 
I think they could go a lot of different directions. I I'm leaning toward whoever the person who hasn't been named yet, especially if they're still not determined after tomorrow's or you know Friday's SmackDown. Yeah. That I'm definitely if it's just left to hey it's a mystery participant. I'm like okay that seems the most obvious thing. They're not just gonna roll dewdrop <laughs> out there. They need a better ladder. <laughs> well that's why i don't think natalia could win so i'm like i don't think you could get more than three or four steps up oh goodness but i i mean the support is 100 percent behind Liv morgan i don't think they would do that but that's who that's who i'm pushing yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna say you only live once on this and i like it Dude, I have multiple charges against me at this point. If that happens. At this point, you're a serial offender. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the three strikes and Rikers Island is just staring me down. Okay. Uh, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Nakamura... Riddle, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, and Big E. Yeah, what a cast of characters. And this is also, I think this is great because I'm marking through, Morrison and Ricochet are there just because they can do bits and stunts. And I don't think Nakamura is going to win because I think he's, he, has his, he has a bit as the king of yeah. you know whatever that can stand on its own. Any of the other five you could convince me that they could go with. No, I completely agree with you, and I agree that that makes this match awesome. Uh, if I had to pick, I would pick Riddle, but I could okay. go with any of them. Also, quick aside, Morrison's not going to win, but let's all take a moment to appreciate The Miz. Like, the fact that he's doing the wheelchair bit... <laughs> Like, he's not injured and, like, coming down, like, on crutches and cutting promos. No, he's, like, just full wheelchair every week. On Raw, they flipped over his wheelchair, so he's, like, a turtle on his back. <laughs> he's like a cockroach. And then the first week that they had the, the squirt gun yeah. thingies, he's just sitting there, and then all of a sudden he just f- fires off the squirt of water. At, a, at Morrison's opponent in the middle of the match. Like, that's it's great it's a stuff. treasure, man. So good. So none of you guys are buying into the heel always has to win the briefcase, huh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. But who do you think? Cause, no, cause, I, I mean, well, I love ahead. the idea of Riddle having it because I just feel like everything he's done recently is gold. Like, I'm, I'm becoming... I already was a fan, but I'm just... I'm a huge fan. I would love to see it, but no, I I feel like I feel like the historically that's uh, kind of been more of a heel type tactic you to to kind of use it in some conniving type of way. Well, I'll tell you this though, and there is precedent for this. Tommy's right; it is usually a heel, but when a face wins it, they almost always do the announced cash in. Yes, the honorable cash. Yeah, the hey, I want to use this this night versus okay, this person, you. not the sneak in after a match. So I think if anyone 
if any babyface wins it, that's probably what they'll do. Yeah. So Tommy, you're picking Rollins. Yeah. No, I I uh, I could uh, I could see I could see a world where that works out. Yeah, I'll take Rollins. I'll do it. Okay. I, I'm on the riddle train. I think it's I think it's happening. I'd be very I, happy with that happen. I think that I think they're giving Randy Orton a break right now just because of all the work he did during the Thunderdome era. Yep. And but I think he'll be back and I think he's going to assist Riddle whatever title he ultimately runs out or challenges for, he's going like to have it. Orton's help and that's how and that's how he's going to get it. But I could see I I hate to say this, but I don't really want I'll enjoy it in the moment, but long term I don't really want them I don't want McIntyre to win this. Because then I think it, they're just doing the same thing they've been doing for months. Right. If it's him, I agree. No, and I, I think I think they'll be smart enough not to do that. Yeah, that would be my guess. But if if Big E wins, I'm all in. I think if Kevin Owens wins, I think he would be great. And you don't know who he's going to challenge, yeah. and he's great on the mic. So, I really, if McIntyre wins, I'm going to be excited on Sunday, and then kind of like, eh. I don't know if I like this that much <laughs> moving forward, but really, <laughs> unless there's no way Nakamura is going to win because they can't hand him a microphone. <laughs> well, and they can't have they can't have him doing a sneak attack type angle either. So <laughs> this isn't the nineties anymore. When Rick Boogs walks out with his guitar, <laughs> they're like, "Okay, well, obviously we know who's running down." It's going to be, I, I'm, seriously, I'm beyond excited for this. And hopefully I'm not let down. No, you won't be. Because this is going to be great. The, the crowd's going to ensure this is great. We are going to pregame for at least a couple hours beforehand. Oh, yes. Point, point Break Dave will have us there before they even unlock the doors. <laughs> You're going to have to help set and up the ring. It is going to be, it is going to be an amazing an amazing show and I'm looking forward to it for sure. 